Hey everyone, welcome to Be The Change. My name is Lily Mott, and today I'm going to be talking about how change comes when you create leaders out of everyone. My guest this week is Chantel Nieto, and she's the founder of several organizations that are working to provide food, water, and other resources to communities in the Philippines, where she is from. I got to talk with Chantel about her work with one organization in particular called Sustainable PH, which is working to promote and support sustainability in the Philippines. So without further ado, let's get started with this episode featuring Chantel Nieto. Hi, my name is Chantal Nieto. I'm from the Philippines. I've lived and worked in the Philippines all of my life. I've started within the social impact space in 2015, and since then I've served many roles. But presently, I'm the co-founder and president of Sustainable PH, a nonprofit focused on advancing sustainability in the Philippines. Of the One Kinda Food program, where we provide about a thousand people every day with food and other necessities as well as the Sustainer Rumble podcast, where we talk about sustainable development in the Philippines, while likewise engaging in different projects and programs that help translate knowledge into action. Through my organizations, I provided food, water, disaster relief, supplementary education, and livelihood opportunities to about 500,000 people across 15 cities and 11 hospitals in the Philippines, while also supporting and mobilizing about 1,700 current and aspiring sustainability practitioners um, while helping about 70 or so organization and organizational partners become much more sustainable or at least uh, socially responsible. Thanks so much for being a guest on the podcast. And I'm looking forward to learning more about the work that you're doing in the Philippines. So I would love to get started by having you tell me a little bit more about how you got into this social impact work. What was your path to getting started? So basically, I started in 2015. And it was because of, I guess, the call to want to see how we could support marginalized communities, particularly in my town. So in 2015, I was spending my afternoons in communities along our floodway. So the floodway is basically a river where the floodgates are. So when the typhoons come and they come every year, these rivers are where the floods pass by. So I was spending my afternoons with with the communities there. And that's where I met people like Aling Dolor, Ate Christie. And I got to know more about their daily life. I got to know more about their dreams, their aspirations, but also about the struggles they face every day. So I was being toured all around by Aling Dolor. And when we reached her house, I realized that there was no plug at all, no socket. And I asked why, and it was because for about 10 months then, she had no ability to pay for electricity. And so she just wasn't connected to the main power lines anymore. And that was a very shocking moment for me because I never even realized that the person I was spending majority of my time with when I was there in the community always came home to a home without light. And I felt as if that wasn't right. 
because here was someone I considered a friend, a colleague, um, an ate or an older sister. And I didn't think anyone should have had to be deprived of their basic needs simply because of the lottery of birth. And so since then, I've worked to address poverty and marginalization in whatever form I can, whether it's through the provision of access to basic needs such as electricity, water, or food, or through working systemically to see how we can improve you know, the overall system we're all in in order to reduce um, uh, marginalization and exploitation. I've just, I guess, worked to try to see how I can support people like Aling Dolor into having the rights that have always been their rights to have in the first place. But right now, they are deprived of. So that's got what got me started. Thank you so much for sharing that. And I think it's so great that you reflected on that experience and you looked for ways to make a difference. So I would also love to know more about your work with Sustainable PH because I looked into the organization some and I would just love to know more about it. Um, So can you tell me some about the mission of Sustainable PH and what your role is with the organization as well? So for Sustainable PH, we focus on advancing the movement and practice of sustainability in the country. And so we work in several ways, as well as through several affiliate organizations. So what we have is what we call the Sustainable PH Group. And basically, it's a group of organizations, the Sustainable PH, SSP, or the Society of Sustainability Practitioners, as well as Sustainable PH Youth. And then we have our flagship program, Sustainability Unplugged, and Learn to Lead. So basically, what these programs and organizations do is it focuses, each of them focuses on one particular aspect of Philippine society that we think is important to mobilize in order to advance sustainability in the country. So for instance, SSP, the Society of Sustainability Practitioners, we focus on connecting, capacitating, and mobilizing the country's sustainability professionals and practitioners. So sustainability here is a very siloed field. And a lot of practitioners usually feel alone in their teams, in their companies. Many of them are transferees from, say, PR or the communications department. So we try to give them a space for them to connect with others and also grow and learn from one another and from our internal capacity building program. Sustainable PH youth, on the other hand, focuses on mobilizing and Um, enabling the youth to work towards sustainability. So very much focused on students, on members of the youth, and what they can do through campaigning or through projects to help advance the SDGs. Um, Sustainable PH, as the group, also has its flagship program. So we have Sustainability Unplugged, where we bring the community together to talk about sustainability trends and issues. We also have career fairs that, that merge corporations with practitioners. And we also have what we call um, the awards. So every year we host leadership awards to celebrate champions from arts and culture to corporate to nonprofit leadership to community building. So we have those pro- programs up and running. And then, of course, we have other projects such as Learn to Lead, which is our capacity building arm for the public. So Learn to Lead basically creates workshops and training programs for 
organizations or corporations so that we can help them build their team's capacity for sustainability. We also have what we call Learn to Lead Sustainability, our six-week cohort, wherein you come in with someone who has influence and who has some knowledge on sustainability, and then you come out a leader able to actually spearhead sustainability strategy where you are at. So it's an extensive program, limited in slots per cohort, but very well thought of by Filipino practitioners for Filipino practitioners. We have all of these moving parts, but the main goal really is to connect, capacitate, and really mobilize our country's current and future sustainability leaders because we believe that no one person can really solve all of the country's problems. No one person can facilitate or advance sustainability in the country. But if we create sustainability leaders out of everyone, you know, we make sustainability instinctive for everyone, then we can actually move towards becoming a sustainable country all throughout. So that's the gist of what Sustainable PH does and is all about. Thank you so much for explaining that. And I think the way that Sustainable PH is organized is really effective because through all of these different groups that make up the organization, you're addressing different groups of people and broadening the scope of the work that the organization is able to do and is willing to do. So you also mentioned that you run a podcast and I'm sure that you've had so many great conversations through that project and of course, all of this other work that you're doing. What is some of the best advice that you've gotten? Is there any advice that has really stuck out to you? Definitely. Actually, one of the greatest pieces of advice that I received was from one of our co-founders in Sustainable PH, so Colleen, Colleen Davila Palagana. She was actually the one who really, I guess, implanted the thought of creating leaders out of everyone in our heads. Because it's true. Um, one of my other colleagues, Mai, she um, constantly reminds me of the need to empower other people into stepping up and really growing through stepping up in their roles. So I think as leaders, we tend to want to do as much as we can in order to support the team. And there are roles that we, I guess, by default, automatically take up. But what I've learned over the past couple of years is that it's important to delegate not just only so we don't spread ourselves too thin, but also so that we enable other people to grow in capacity, in skill, in leadership, and in confidence. Um, but simply by you know taking part or stepping up in the roles that you provide them with. So now more than ever, I try to be very mindful of just how conducive to growth and exploration the work we do internally and externally through Sustainable PH or One Quinta Food Program is for all the people involved. The second, I think, equally important piece of advice that I've received is from the Dalai Lama Fellowship and some of my mentors there. They always talk about co-creating the vision with all of the stakeholders involved. So whether it be your team members or, say, your beneficiaries, your partners, it's important that you co-create the solution and as well as a vision that you share. Because it's very important that you have that anchoring goal and vision in mind so you know where you're headed. And this, I guess, direction is what will keep you grounded should difficult decisions make themselves apparent 
um for you to make um overall uh i think that's another very important aspect that sometimes we forget when we focus solely on goals or when as leaders for instance we have a personal vision for the organization but i think it's important to ask whether this vision is was co-created and is shared by the team and if it's continuously communicated and clear for everyone still because it's very easy to get lost in translation so it's very important to always be anchored on that and to always keep in mind that it's something you share across because it's a shared journey after all Thank you so much for sharing that advice. And I love that idea about making leaders out of everyone and empowering them to create and share your mission. So I have one last question for you and it involves some more advice. Lots of young people around the world want to create change and they want to make a difference, but they may not know how or maybe where to get started. Do you have any advice for those people who may be listening? I would say you have to start with yourself and your values. So it's a very um it's a process of zooming in and zooming out. So I'd say first of course we zoom out into the world, but as we perceive it, as we experience it. So there are a lot of different values exercises that we can take in order for us to really dig deep into what we value, you know. Um, whether it's empathy, fairness, and compassion, or perhaps independence, growth, um, empowerment. Different people will have a different set of values that mean the most to them, and that influence not only our decision-making, but also what we care most about in this world. The world has a lot of problems. We can definitely choose what we want to take a track at. The question is, what do we choose? And so it's important then to be grounded and knowledgeable about our values so that whatever it is we choose, the vocations, the careers, the projects we build, they're founded and they're grounded on it because these values are what will fuel our why. And this why is what will help us continue going despite challenges, tribulations, uncertainties that we might face. So very important, dig deep into your why um, and then try to visualize what legacy you want to leave behind based off of it. What vision? If you look into the future, what future of the world would you want to see? And what future would you want to see and craft for yourself in it? Think about that. Legacy building. Think about what kind of change you want to see. And then get into work that aligns with that. can be small. It can be big but never really fully forced. What I mean to say is that sometimes our big breaks happen almost immediately. You get the opportunity to co-found something and it becomes big and it's been your organization ever since. Sometimes it happens, your journey happens to start by volunteering. Volunteering and then slowly learning the ropes, maybe um, rising up in that organization and then eventually leaving it. So it happens differently for different people. What's important is that we know what we want to see, and then we look into opportunities that align with it, and then we continue going. You might, if we do that, you might be surprised at how amazingly things snowball, because the more you do, the more opportunities come in for you to do more, and then we've discerned 
discern what aligns and then go with that. Uh, sooner or later, you'll find yourself lead, really leading, leading the change that you want to see and being at the forefront, perhaps even of that change. I really enjoyed this conversation with Chantel, and it was so interesting to learn about her work in the Philippines. I especially enjoyed the advice Chantel shared about creating leaders out of as many people as possible. I think that is such an interesting perspective on leadership, because it really emphasizes the importance of empowering others and bringing them into the planning and the decision-making process. Then they will be more inclined to continue working with you and maybe even start their own projects or their own movements and empower others to also become leaders. So it just creates this ripple effect of change. I think Chantel's take on leadership was so interesting and she's really using that advice in her own work promoting sustainability in the Philippines. So I think it's important to keep Chantel's advice in mind when leading or starting something new because change comes when you create leaders out of everyone. Thank you so much for listening to this episode, and you can find Chantel on Instagram at Chantel Nieto to get connected with her, and you can find Sustainable PH on Instagram as well at Sustainable PH Official. If you want to talk about anything I mentioned, please reach out to me by email at lily at bethechangepodcast.org or on Instagram at bethechangepodcast. Tune in for my next episode, but until then... Be the change you wish to see in the world. Bye, guys.